0: a member of the DATC media family.
1: Welcome to WOW. We have breaking news. Two pieces of breaking news. Jimmy, tell them about the first one.
2: Oh. Jimmy Knowledge, ladies and gentlemen. Jimmy Knowledge. Who's ready to get their WOW on today, tonight, this morning, whenever you may happen to be listening? Thanks for listening. Really thrilled. Absolutely. And here we are, August side B, and uh, August has grown a new branch on its stew family tree, which we will talk about uh, in the week, weeks since recording side A, uh, sketches of uh, a song from from 2007, uh, of of an August version that are now finally uh, immortalized, uh, Fifteen years later, as a new song, Sarah and found it. Sarah, terrific find, and and uh, you're going to talk about it a little bit more. Yeah, we should tell people Sarah is our guest.
1: So how appropriate that she would find it, and so that you know we could relate this on an episode that she is going to appear with us. That's beautiful on multiple levels.
2: So, so. we're going to start with some wow factor with this uh, clip of this august and uh, then we'll get into the show a lot a lot of good stuff to cover here folks
1: What a beautiful find that was, Jimmy. Wow.
2: Love it. Love it. It's
1: one of the things I love about doing the show is finding stuff like that. You know, I'm learning more and more about the band. And as we'll learn in this episode, all the different ways that songs creep into improv and then become their own thing.
2: This is how and why uh, this particular song has such personality. It, its tentacles really connect with. Uh, other uh, other expressions and and they 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 continue it it is a real root system that uh, what comes up continues to live
1: now the other piece of breaking news also involves something that happened since we recorded side a and that is we got a chance to do some source audio do a source audio interview with joel i think it's the first of two we'll see um but joel's very busy and he was nice enough to squeeze in a little time and um, talked about August, right, Jimmy?
2: We got some very great uh, stories shared and he did have some uh, thoughts on August that we wanted to include here. Our main man, Eric, the
1: engineer is gonna play it right now
0: you have songwriting of, credits on that so yeah yeah, yeah. We, we added a bunch of uh, horrible instrumental sections um so they may have started it originally and then um i mean this stuff was like it was like rejected uh irish dance melodies you know it was it was really bad and um and that's actually the reason why you know we played it for i think the first year and a half or something and then um We didn't play it for a couple years because we were just like, this this is embarrassing. We can't we can't be going out there playing this this garbage. And so finally, you know, we were getting to the point of like, are there any old songs that we can redo? And you know, we're just like, why don't we just go back to August and let's get rid of all the stuff that we hate. We can add an improvisational thing in the middle and then give Bayless a solo at the end. And you know. Voila! Now it's a much better song. So. Did
2: he need his arm twisted to take a solo there?
0: Um, I don't think so because it's in the key of A, which is pretty easy for him to solo. You know, if uh, if if we were talking about you know A flat, G sharp, I mean, would have been a disaster for him. But uh, but yeah, A A he's pretty comfortable with. So I don't I don't think he needed too much arm twisting on that one. Um. But yeah, that's one of those that I think has consistently been a pretty good improv improv song for us. And for whatever reason, most of the jams for this, Bayless also likes to start. So um, you have a lot of kind of cool, interesting ideas from him uh, at the top of those jam sections too that I like.
1: Okay, folks, in just a minute, we'll explain what you just heard. But first, we want to talk about August in general. We want to talk about song, the uh, credits, how it's un- unusually credited songwriting-wise. I want to talk about its rotation all-star status, something we've spoken of before in the show, and its early Grateful Dead connection. Jimmy, take us away.
2: Uh, so this is a rare trio of songwriting for, uh, for the band with Bayless, Joel, which are several, uh, and Ryan. Uh, this, since August, started to congeal uh, as Tashi Station was was ending and Umphrey's forming uh, one of the, probably the first uh, song that the three of these uh, guys worked together. Um, and as, as, kind of indelible as as the song is to their live canon. Uh, and it's, uh, as we'll be talking on this episode, uh, a lot of uh, influential uh, to the birth and genesis of uh, almost a dozen other songs. Uh, even though it has that much influence on it, uh, the band's catalog, it's never been one of the most played songs in a given year it, it's the never once been in 24 years been among the top 10 songs played in in a year um that is the rotation all-stars that
1: i spoke of and that Jimmy mentioned just for the people who haven't heard previous episodes rotation all-stars are the top 10 of each year right or is it top five
2: top 10 and sometimes 10. there's there's a tie for 10th so there might be 12 or so all those years, never in the top 10. A lot of outside looking in. <laughs> Even e- sometimes far outside looking in. Um, like the, the Susan Lucci of Humphreys McGee songs. I, I think that's very appropriate reference, yes, for maybe, hopefully, four people that may have gotten that. You're welcome, you four people. Um... And there's a really cool Grateful Dead connection um, that obviously a huge influence uh, on band's writing style just informed uh, a, a style uh, of music available to them. Um, the, the Grateful Dead tr- uh, kind of triumvirate help on the way, Slipknot, Franklin's Tower. The very first time that the band played help slip. They, f- they filled in August in, in the Franklin slot and uh, it was only the third or fourth time they'd ever played August um, and so it and, and then he actually played it uh, as a trio uh, close to 10 times in uh, over the first couple years and then August made its uh, way to the bench when they kind of we're trying to figure out what they were going to do with it when it returned in March of 2000, it had the help of help slip uh, leading it back in. So it was, uh, it, it, it served a very capable function f- for the song.
1: Yeah. A lead is a lead in is not just important in television. It's important in music as well. And Jimmy quick, Grateful Dead trivia back in 1991, in Boston, Massachusetts, I was there the one time they did help slip into something other than Franklin's. Do you know uh, what song?
2: A fantastic. Uh, I'll say, no, I don't know. But I will guess, it's sacrilege, but touch of gray.
1: Oh, ouch! No, they did. <laughs> they did do Scarlet Begone. into Touch of Grey. I think twice, but no, it was Fire in the Mountain. And the Boston Garden went nuts. Right on the boom, 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 just exploded. Wonderful moment. All
2: right. But
1: the Dead never did help of August. They should have. They should have done it. You know, even though it wasn't written yet, they still should have found a way because they're magical. Maybe, the Dead.
2: Maybe when John Mayer listens to this, he'll try now. Yes, John Mayer. Maybe.
1: maybe. Oh. dead co- Den. Company needs to do something different.
2: Let's uh, also, we didn't highlight some of these uh, more diverse uh, aspects of the song, but that's what Side B is for, Rob. That's yes. where we get to flesh out even more. Take the plunge into fanaticism, if you will. What makes this song tick? Now,
1: mm-hmm. let's talk about acoustic stuff. Now, they've done it nine times, I think you'd said.
2: That's what their own uh, website says, let's say. Um, every acoustic version of August is beautiful. You you get to know it in a different way. There are some that really get drawn out with acoustic improv and uh, December 30th, 2008, New Year's run at, at the Chicago Auditorium is a really splendid acoustic version. Um, but yeah, you're you're picking one of your most delicate songs and making it a even more delicate sounding experience. Well, you can't go wrong.
1: And just uh, for anyone who doesn't know, when we speak acoustic, we're talking about Brendan and Jake on acoustics. The rest of the band is pretty much on their uh, regular, gear, except Joel maybe leans a little heavier on the grand, right?
2: Sure. Yes.
1: And we would absolutely be remiss if we didn't mention Chris Kiefer when we're talking about August.
2: Yeah, we're, we're going to talk a few songs uh, this, this season uh, that have been influenced uh, in a specific way uh, for Deceased friends, family members of the band, and and certain songs have come, uh, been born of that grief, um, and in two thousand nine, August two thousand nine, a, a close friend, huge fan of the band, unexpectedly passed away. Chris Keeper. <laughs>
1: this is a very highly regarded member of the offers McGee community.
2: And, uh, so August had a little extra intentional improv, uh, for Chris. And, and it's a song that they've actually played nine times since, and it, it is, it, it's gorgeous instrumental. It, it gives you goosebumps. Uh, they actually played it on the 10th anniversary of Chris's passing. Um, uh, three years ago. When I, when a band thinks about how music connects to people in that way, it, it, it's, it's cool. And, uh, so this is a special version, August 28th, 2009, August gets to kind of hold Chris's spirit in a different way. Well said, well said,
1: rest in peace, Chris you are remembered and that is a great way to honor a loyal fan and a distinguished member of the community is to uh,
2: give him his own song that is that is beautiful. Amen uh, tough 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 to segue um, From that realness um, there are uh, August is is uh, kind of unique for a song that's been, played over 400 times it really hasn't seen its share of too many guests joining uh, other musicians adding to the the flavor of of August there are uh, three early guests uh, from 2002 Uh, woman Hope Claiborne played the flute
1: if I may she replaced Jen Durkin in Deep Atlanta Blackout did she not?
2: I would like to say yes to that. If that is, I, I will support your.
1: She has worked with Valerie June. She had her own awesome. name, uh, her own band called Hope Claiburn's soul scrimmage. And I believe she's out of Memphis still. Um, she's even been featured by the Memphis symphony orchestra. Ooh. Uh, yeah, she's, she's a wonderful and amazing and wildly underappreciated artist. Um, I'd love to, you know, get back and touch with her. I chatted with her online a few years ago. I forget I forget what it was about. We were in a comment section watching some webcast. It might, I think it might have been during COVID, but I don't know. Wonderful woman, amazing musician.
2: We might need to track Hope down and, and see if she remembers that August experience.
1: Might be a good thing for the potpourri episode that we'll be telling you about later.
2: Uh, the next guest was was... Uh, the first one with Chris in the band, uh, March 2003, Joe McLean hopped in on, on guitar. Right on, Joe. And then the- December 2004, Dan Friedman gave gave a little sex treatment to August, which... Mm, 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 mm.
1: Do we know where Joe or Dan come from? <sighs>
2: Sorry dance. to spring. I love springing stuff on you. I'm not sorry. I love, you love that. I, as I actively, uh, the first thing that comes up for Joe McLean is a rock power trio. Good dinos. Kind of dig that central Illinois. sounds like they were running some circles together.
1: And Dan Friedman. Ooh, I
2: think he was in Ray's music exchange. I think that may be the hook.
1: And I believe Dan Friedman is Mother Jones or is or is it the Dan Friedman, who's a uh, uh, American educator and graphic and furniture designer? I don't think it's that Dan Friedman. I'm going to take a wild guess. I'm going to say what it's wildly. Mother Jones. Oh, no, Mother Jones is that DC. That No, I don't know where Daniel Friedman's from. I think he's uh
2: What I'm under- trying to learn about Dan Friedman appears to be on Facebook and Rob, I'm 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 not a member of Facebook. It won't it won't show me the the site. Dan, I wish we could share more. That's why I call it F book. And 15
1: years later, February 15th, 2019, Isaac Teal, who I'll have a lot to say about in a minute, he sat in with them and we're gonna talk more about that. In just a minute, we don't want to double up on you folks, but before we do, there are certain times when Jimmy's knowledge is particularly wonderful, and when we talk about lyrical stews, that is one of those times. Jimmy, August, lyrical stews,
2: go. (laughs) Ha. Well, uh, it's the wow show, and there's a lot of uh, wow when Bayless adds is in the creative garden zone and he just starts spitting and it's, uh, sometimes it, it, it has tremendous, uh, I guess coherence and, and, uh, and it can get goofy. it, It gets goofy. Sometimes it gets saucy. Um, and sometimes it, it just resonates and uh so there, there's been 11 different august versions where i call them lyrical stews where uh, brendan i think these are all brendan there are some jake lyrical stews interspersed throughout the years but all augusts are are brendans
1: and real quick lyrical stew is lyrical improv basically it's in, in, improvisational sections which also have lyrics. The stew is short for Jimmy Stewart. That's explained elsewhere on the podcast. Please continue,
2: Jimmy. It's like a it's like a double cheeseburger of improv. You got you got a patty, one thick patty of you know, musical improv. And then lyrical is that that second thick. Anyway. Darling,
1: darling, tell the listeners about February 26, two thousand four, darling.
2: Oh, Rob, that—that that is an impressive, Jasha. You—you've you, got a gift there. Thank you so much. Uh, the good old Jasha Gabor Jasha Kabore, Vivi.
1: Yes, darling.
2: That uh, does does get credit for being part of August's lyrical stew collection—a collection, uh, a collection of, of of eleven different versions. And uh, spread uh, several dotted uh, sprouted up in, in two thousand six, a couple more in two thousand seven. The most, the last couple have been dynamites. Uh, twenty fourteen ended up on a Hall of Fame album. April nineteenth, twenty fourteen, and then and, and
1: then July third got screwed. July third, two thousand sixteen, got screwed.
2: It really, I, I think those votes needed to be recounted uh, on the February twenty, twenty sixteen. 2016. I, I just didn't see it, uh, Red Rocks 2016, which you already did hear uh, its majesty. Um, but August will take its two nods and I'm sure it's trying to, uh, trying to capture another Hall of Fame vote. It's got a strong one, strong one for 2022. We'll talk about. And when Jimmy
1: says you already heard it, that was the musical segment leading into this little chat we're having right now. Um, And we're going to, we also like to mention some underappreciated versions. November 4th, 19, excuse me, November 4th, 2017. um, Really aggressive improvs, two sections of aggressive improvs split up by some really nice sweet, sweet and dandy Joel work.
2: Well, and then I, I'd say that we, we mentioned it. It's, it's the comeback of having a guest join for August. And it really, Rob said it, it, Mm -hmm. it, it spurred on just a little more oomph. And, uh, I don't think, uh, 2019 hasn't gotten the the full attention uh, that it that it merits uh, for being a dynamite year. And and it didn't make the cut for that Hall of Fame album. But
1: he's talking about February 15, 2019 with Isaac Steele that we previously
2: mentioned. So we'll give it some love right here. Enjoy.
1: Specific about August that you think makes it such a nice uh, ground, uh, you know, nice song for improv that leads to new songs? Is there something that you could think of, of about the song?
0: Well, I mean, I would say the same thing about August that I say about, um, you know, something like Front Porch or Double F, where it's this older tune from the catalog that has some serious sing along uh, elements to it. So I think. What happens more often than not is that you've got the crowd energy up there into it and so it just it's a better springboard for improvisation than a lot of things where maybe you just start with a blank slate and it's like you've got to build it up from scratch. Um, so I feel like you know the crowd energy is already at a five or a six when you start something and that makes it a little bit easier to uh, to have confidence in what you're creating. You're a student of
1: your own band. You you keep an eye more than the other members on previous performances and stuff like that. If we start asking you about the August Stew family tree, about songs that came out of improvisation in August, what songs would come to your mind first?
0: No idea, man. I've really no idea what's come from that. Yeah, no. I'm uh, I'm good at like remembering dates of places that we played. Uh, very rarely am I able to remember like exact versions of songs that happened. And, you know, I'll listen back, but I'm, I'm not necessarily listening for that sort of stuff when I'm listening back. Um, it's more about just like specific mu- musical decisions that are getting made and, you know, thinking about what was happening in the moment that might've textures, that decision. Textures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Textures, yeah, modes, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, whatever, yeah, note choices uh, or, you know, um, going like back and forth from section to section, should we have stayed on something longer? Should did this get boring, you know, something like that. So um but the other part is that when we're playing live, I don't really uh I'm not really thinking about um kind of like remembering what happened, except in the context of like if this is an improvisational thing and we go somewhere else remember what I was doing so that I can come back to it if we come back to something. So that's, that's really the only way that I'm trying to remember what's happening as it's, as it's going by. Um, and I think so much of that is just because when you're trying to create in the moment and play off each other in the moment, you're just endlessly wrapped in that one or two second time frame of what's happening and what's going to happen. Um, and, and not at all like. Bookmarking things and take, taking mental notes about what it was. Like I may have a feeling after a show, of like, oh yeah, I think this was a good segment, but rarely can I remember what actually happened.
2: Well, that's a good answer to a good question. Um, would you would you like to know what August Two Family Tree is? Would,
0: I would like to. I would like to know. I would like to know. I uh, some
2: of that, these so. might not surprise you because, like, so There's much skin. There's one. I thought for sure
1: he knows similar skin. That's the one I thought he would say, because you basically worked through the song.
2: Oh, eight different okay. occasions, eight different Augusts, and other songs were working through that riff before it ultimately okay. came nice. out. Uh, we go back to 03. One of the first uh, stews is A Plunger from May of 03. Was oh, a lot cool. of the parts were in there. No castanets, but a lot, a lot of the other parts <laughs> were...
0: Yeah, I think the other coming thing coming fleshed out, yeah. The other thing and this is something that you know, maybe we'll never know on a few of these, but um I would say more often than not when something starts appearing, you know, and it's within like a year or two of that song actually being released, we probably already were working on it and recorded it or, you know, had these sections all together. Um and just the you know the public didn't know about it because they didn't know what it was at the time. And only after the song comes out can you look back and be like, oh, here's you know an early version of this. Did it <clears throat> did it happen then, or what what went on with that? I remember that we started working on Plunger. Um, it had to be like summer of two thousand two when we played in Boston because we were at the Colonnade Hotel. And I remember being in there with Jake and Brennan and as, as they were like kind of trying to go through the parts back and forth, right? And, and trying to come up with a, a little bit of an arrangement um, of, of all the instrumental stuff, you know, including that kind of uh, crazy middle section. Because we, we went in to record it then in summer of 2003. So, I mean, I guess it's possible if it was, what did you say it was? May of 2003? May. So maybe we had played, I mean we might have played Boston in like May of, uh, May of 2002. I don't know, That's the, this will be an interesting thing to look back and see when that was.
2: Not trying to grill you on these things, just uh, edifying <laughs> you of, of uh, its, its own historical uh, input to, to yeah. your catalog. Um, See, when
1: you when you were talking, Jimmy and I, based on what Jimmy wrote, Jimmy and I thought of the exact same thing. The jajunk. There's a jajunk where you guys jump, throw in different sections of the jajunk. That's also August Improv, isn't it, Jimmy?
2: Yeah, that was like a couple weeks. To your point, Joel, you've probably been working that out. And then it yeah. it just came out in improv, but it was ready to go a couple weeks later with a formal name. Yeah.
0: Nice. Yeah, that, that's probably exactly what happened. And, you know, somebody started playing it and was like, oh, well, let's play it. And it's it's kind of fun because it's like something new, but nobody else knew what it was, right? Yeah.
2: That is very true. Uh, what yeah. else here? Let me click through. Make It Right was in Minnesota in 05 in the, in the zoo, okay. uh, a uh, section let's... of that. Okay. Spires, uh, there's a uh, section of spires. Until We Meet Again was a raw stew that came from uh, was it Austin?
0: Yeah, I remember that one. Yep, um, the, the lyrical. That has almost become a song, and we, we just we have internal problems amongst band members about what the tempo of that should be. Um, so we that's have that's exciting like a, news. Well, we have a little bit of a it's like a little bit faster version of it, and. For me, I mean, uh, you know, I'll just out myself here. I'm the problem, um, so uh, I really like the tempo and the feel of that Austin version, and I feel like there's something a little more. There's a little more like longing, sort of, you know, maudlin vibe to it, right? And um, and when we've sped it up, I just feel like it kind of takes away some of the some of the power of. Uh, of, of what I feel like in that particular version in, uh, in Austin. Um, I mean that, I think that was on one of our hall of fame albums, right? 2014, maybe, or something yep. that's yep. that right?
2: last August, uh, stew that it gets credit for attachments, kind of the, the, the slow melody of that came out in 2015, early 2015. And then you ended the year with it.
0: Interesting. That was a Taft theater. Exactly.
2: Um kind of uh
0: the Beginning, middle
2: or end. I'd say the B section the d the the the
0: build up. Um that's not helping you. <laughs> I mean I would think you mean like the um
2: Not the original riff. It's the the bridge section.
0: Okay, so it's before the uh the ending vocal thing and that sort of okay. So probably the D minor, D major, G, F thing that... Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, that's, that's cool. August. Thanks, August. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, August. No, I, I, I don't remember any of those. So.
1: Okay, Jimmy, let's roll up our sleeves and get down to business. This is my favorite part. We're going to walk through the stew family trees that come out of August. And by that, we mean Legos or portions of improvisation, whether or not it was spontaneously created in the moment or whether it's riffs that they're familiar of and threw in and improvised off of that came out of August, starting with a couple of Augusts, three Augusts, that actually happened in August.
2: Jimmy? I mean, when they August in August, look out. quite the list, the illustrious, some would call it, I would call it list of songs that claim August as, as part of its, uh, wh- where it had early sketches, early ideas of, of what would become a, a formal song. And the first Jajunk, which is, uh, came out two years later on Anchor Drops and, and is a behemoth of a song in its own right. And John, 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 John. August 15th, 2002, it, it seemed like it was already uh, well-developed at that point uh, because it debuted just a few weeks later and sounded a lot like this uh, August 15th. But uh, that's a special song that to, to, to claim a little dna share some song dna with i have to say it's kind of a
1: neat version in a way but in another way it doesn't feel very spontaneous and, it, and the junk stuff goes on a little long so i'm not not like blown away by that version but for historical context it's significant without a doubt
2: well and junk's definitely another song that uh also faced the chopping block and got trimmed in, in different ways so it 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 took a while to also noodle out and, and figure what made that a a well-oiled machine of a of a song uh, the other august in august we're we're looking at is is 2005 august 21st at the Minnesota State Zoo which had part of the Uh, theme a progression from Make It Right Make It Right was formed by a couple songs that eventually debuted at an Humble and uh, this is uh, you will hear more of this later Uh, spoiler alert (laughs) and
1: one that I'm not going to be specific but almost made more than one of our top threes may 22 2003 it was the castanet free plunger <laughs> uh,
2: this is this is a boy a wild version of August that uh, also gets credit for uh being the fertile ground the, the 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 bed to build plunger out of that's wild that's a the band was fully in it and uh cuz there's more to the jam than just the plunger sections which is just a couple minutes long it's um plunger would would debut the next year on on anchor drops without having been played live before so to many folks it was the first time they'd heard that but they, um, as part of their ethos in, in songwriting, this is where the magic happens. So, uh, what they mine from this is is pretty special. <laughs>
1: So, as you said 2006 was a great year for august and on february 20th they uh <laughs> they drop a multiple legos from dip, that would end up in different songs and i'm so curious one of them is mantis and stasic leads in them into it and I, I mean i would ask him but i doubt he would remember i so wonder if that line, which is one of the middle section becomes one of the middle sections of mantis i i, I would love to know if that was off the cuff or if that's something he Played with, and then decided to bring. I would love to know
2: if that was created in the moment on February twentieth, two thousand six. The world we 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 may never know, um, but it's not the only uh, song uh, Stew family branch grown that night. Uh, there's Bayless uh, riffs of of what would become Cut the Cable. The kind of slower uh mellow vibe of of the what what's called the OG cut the cable. But uh, may not actually be the OG, right? Well we we learned a couple things from Joel. So uh we we may share that down down the line. Uh and so this I, go ahead.
1: I will say that the show there's a show ten days before that that we'll be talking about later.
2: Oh, indeed. This was uh, February tenth, two thousand six. Another song that branch for August is spires, though this was not the uh, the the first uh, incantation of of the the, the same riff kind of wor- being worked out. Uh, that that had come in September two thousand five and the triple wide, but August joins the 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 song's dna as it as it's kind of sitting in the petri dish and then ooh, this two years and a
1: month later a month or so later
2: another spoiler alert for uh somebody's metal choice (laughs) march 18th 2008 uh a, a the early Earlier than than I had thought, actually, uh, sketches of Den, what is now known as Den.
1: And we'll hear more about that. But suffice to say, Chris, if you're a fan, particularly of Chris Myers, write that down, March eighth, two thousand eight, and listen to that right after you listen to the end of this per- podcast. Don't 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 jump away yet. Um, and then there's one song in particular that really seems to have gotten worked out in various versions of august
2: yeah so this is a kind of a cool relationship uh august uh or i'm sorry beginning september 2011 through january 2013 across eight different versions of august and no other song the 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 main chunky riff of the song similar skin the title track of their album "Similar Skin," this it grew out of August, and and I, I'd say it, it felt like uh, each time they tried it, it was like trying on a different dress to see what they what they looked better in, and each each kind of vamp session of it had its own flavor. Uh, eventually, that riff got coalesced with other pieces of music that. Became similar skin. They basically pulled a Scarlett O'Hara and just ripped
1: the shade off of the window, and that threw it on. And there, there's your similar skin.
2: There it is. There it is. Uh, and if you're curious, if you don't know what riff I'm talking about, it's the, it's that ding 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 ding.
1: Oh my god, I'm so turned on right now.
2: That's uh, that was. Oh my god, that was so hot. Only for you, Rob. Uh, we've got a couple more, uh, more recent Stew Family tree branches for August, and uh, one of them being the the twenty fourteen Hall of Fame version. Uh, that song became immortalized at a humble uh, as "Until We Meet Again," but it was actually that riff the was was played two years earlier, October 25th, 2012. Um, but the one that happened in August, 2014 is, uh, April, sorry, April, uh, that this still gives, gives some, some goosebumps. And, uh, it, it actually resurfaced in 2016, July of 2016 in they, they, uh, formally played it inside of August. So it's still getting acknowledged as on on its uh, uh, f- from whence it came. Uh, August also gets to to claim among with 20 or so other songs uh, that a repeated stew uh, called Mrs. Robinson's Strut. It's a it's a it's a popular, uh, crowd pleasing jam that they know works and and they use it uh, sprinkled around with different songs and it always elicits really good reaction. So um, August got its turn, uh, December 29th, two thousand twelve. And then the last that I'm aware of, and I you you found this one right? Uh, I I stumbled on it, um, and then it was confirmed uh, to me by folks on the board. Um, there are a lot of people that have done some impressive Humphreys research, and uh, I've, I've done plenty of my own. And I also stand on people who have done work. So the
1: board can be great when people aren't being. Pissy little brats. When people are offering astute analysis or being clever, the board is awesome. Uh,
2: so this is going to January thirtieth, 2015. One of the possibly my favorite new song of, of Humphreys in the last eight, whatever, five, eight years, Attachments. Uh, this part of the, the kind of chordal progression uh, for attachments, the, uh, as it builds to the chorus, uh, came from this night's August and actually a second version three weeks later. And, uh, it's kind of, uh, 2015 in fact brings up uh, a shift Uh, I guess, in how the band is using August uh, over the next five years. And they... We we got some numbers on this, don't we, Jimmy? We've we've got a few numbers, yes. Um, In those five years, they played the song 64 times, August. So again, it's still getting played just over 10, 10, to 14 times a year out of close to 100 shows a year. So it's still- uh, Closer to 80 these days. Close to 80, I, I round up. Um, of those 64, 25 August involved a, a repeated stew, uh, a repeated riff that, uh, in fact, one of these is, is 14 times over they've they've worked on the same repeated improv section and, and given it its own flavor each time, but it, it's apparent that they trust August at this point to, uh, to, to to deliver new songs that that are themselves inspiring and and uh, the the blueprint for that kind of similar skin and now attachments has kind of shown that they're gonna they're gonna keep leaning on august and the, the, the trends that the analytics show it, Rob.
1: I love it. I love those numbers. Jimmy knowledge numbers, Jimmy knowledge numbers, Jimmy knowledge numbers.
2: It's just exciting. it's it's August gives me a lot to to be excited about so.
1: And Iceland, this amazing Iceland destination Huphrey con- uh, concert that we didn't I didn't get to go to, Jimmy didn't get to go to, but thankfully Sarah, our overlord got to go to they threw that in an unusual slot the august day, i mean
2: yeah it doesn't not part of too many 3 song encores um, but yeah august is even these days is still coming up with fantastic versions and and one of my fur recent most recent just gems uh, is from february 9th and, uh, I, they keep, I I would be ecstatic to feel the energy of a room that is happening during what I, what I experienced listening just, uh, to on headphones to this 2022 version. And it's what you go to live music for it's, it's exciting stuff and it's, it's, Rock and roll and dance and joy. That's all. And it's it's good stuff.
1: We're going to play a little piece of that. I first want to say that uh, we mentioned the Bort. We glossed over it. And that is a discussion group online. All kidding aside, it's one of the better discussion groups of any band you'll see anywhere. And it's the-bort.com. T-H-E and then a hyphen. And then Bort.
2: And then .com. A lot of people who care about music very much.
1: Okay, here's a piece of that, August. a lot in the world of August, is there not?
2: Boy, uh, it felt like a few trips around the block and, and we haven't even gotten out of the cul-de-sac yet. We've got a lot of August to get through and we're going to break it up into two parts.
1: Because not only was this first part, uh, was there not a lot to, uh, you know, unfold. But also in the medal round, we've got a lot, You know, we, our guest has a lot to say and you and I each have a lot to say about our choices. And uh, there's a few little extras thrown in there too.
2: These were not easy choices. So yes, the, 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 they all came from the heart and uh, we, we get into it. So uh, the medal ceremony is gonna come at you soon, but we didn't wanna, uh, we wanted to get you. Side B, August. Enjoy. Part A. <laughs> Part a.